welcome back to another episode of Good Luck Charlie. It's so exciting to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Today's episode is something I am super passionate about and I just really love talking about, really love encouraging people in and I love focusing on this in my everyday life. So it's all about friendships and how to be a good friend and how to find good friends and how to really live out and pursue healthy relationships in creative and intentional ways. So first of all, I hope you've had a great week, a great day, a great life. Um, I hope that you are feeling calm and confident as you approach everything that you have to do. And even if you're a little bit overwhelmed, I hope this podcast can just take your mind off of some of the stresses in life for a little while and help you just feel a little bit calm, a little bit more positive and a little bit more encouraged. So with that, I'd love to jump into this episode all about friendships. It is no hidden fact that friendships are so powerful and important in your life and they truly shape who you are. I'm sure tons of you have heard of the quote that you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with. And I just think this is obviously and so evidently true. Whether you are single or dating, friends are a crucial support network And like most things, the amount of energy and time and intentionality you invest into these friendships and relationships, the closer you can be. I will just note, this is only for healthy relationships. And if you're not sure if relationship is worth investing in, if you're not sure if someone is giving you equal sides, then ask yourself, does this person make me better? Does this person make me happier or challenge me? And just overall make me a better person. Is this person helping me in life? Are they teaching me new things? Are they providing a different perspective? Are they encouraging me or motivating me? Are they giving me energy? All those sorts of things. It's really important to just ask yourself this and ask yourself if the relationships in your life and the friendships that you're putting time into are really worth it because your time is important. I do just want to say though that sometimes even the hardest friendships are worth it and they do make you better. So I just want to tell an example of when I was in grade seven, eight and nine, I had this friend who I was really close with, but we had differing beliefs on almost everything. And as you can imagine, it made things really, really difficult. And I can remember so many lunch breaks where we would just sit there and a topic would come up and we would just look at each other being like, this is crazy that we think so differently. And we would often joke when we did agree on something, even if it was trivial and small, that this has got to be the first time we've agreed on something. Some breaks we would avoid bringing up topics because we knew it would start a whole big discussion. But also on the other hand, it really taught the both of us to have empathy, to listen to the other person's side. And it taught us how to have deep and meaningful conversations in a way that still loved the other person. It was really powerful to be able to still hold on to your beliefs while listening to someone else and loving that other person with different opinions. Now, many years later, we're still really, really good friends. And for me, I am just so proud of this fact that even though it was challenging and hard, we both loved each other through such different circumstances and different opinions. And truthfully, we are so much better for it. So even if you feel like a relationship is hard work, it can still benefit you. It can still make you a better person and it is worth that effort. And so I guess this brings us to the next question though. What do you do if you don't really feel like you have friends or don't feel like you have a community to invest in? 
And my first piece of advice is simple, but quite difficult and requires a lot of time. It's to love yourself first. People want to spend time with people who want to spend time with themselves. If you are content alone, people will be really attracted to that and just want to hang out with you. If you're confident in yourself, people will be drawn to that because they want some of that too. And I reckon we'll need a whole other podcast episode on this some other time. Get out of your comfort zone. Join something new. Try out something new. Join a club if you're at school, if you're at college, university. Join a club. Join a community volunteer group. Go out for walks in your neighborhood and say hi to people. Reach out to others. Even if it's just someone on Instagram that you've admired that lives in your area or as a mutual friend or someone that you just want to get closer to, reach out to them. Say hi. How are you going? Swipe up on their story. It's actually really easy. Mutual friends. Ask if your friends have anyone that you would want to hang out with or try to do big group activities with new people. If you don't even feel like you have that, For me, church is a really great place to get a community. If you're new to an area, join a church. Really get plugged in and invest in that community. You're guaranteed to find people that you feel close to. Even local gyms are a great place to find community. Become a regular at a local cafe. All things like that will really help you to find other people where you are and where you're at. But also it's important to realize that it does take time. All good friendships, all good relationships take time. Some of my best friends now I've known for years but haven't been close with until recently. I follow this account on Instagram, at HeyThereSam, and she had some questions on her story the other day and I just wanted to share her answer to one of them. So the question was, do you have any encouragement for someone who feels alone and no friends? And what HeyThereSam said was, friendship is pursued, not stumbled upon. When I started being intentional with people, Even if they weren't intentional back, my community grew. She says to join a church, join a small group, start a small group, sign up for the next door and see who lives in your neighborhood. Go to local networking events, think outside the box. If there aren't people where you live, move. Putting yourself out there is hard, but being alone is harder. And I just think that that sums it up so perfectly and I completely agree. The next question says how to put yourself out there at a church or in a community where everybody already knows each other. And she said, I would say go into it with the posture of wanting to love these people really well. And it makes it more others focus and less about the fear of rejection. When I first started growing my community this year, I committed to intentionality regardless of if people were intentional back and it worked. Reach out to people buy them coffee, go on a walk, get to know their hearts, send them texts of encouragement randomly, become invested in their life, check in on them, throw events, circle back regularly, throw off your ego and just go for it, girl. So I would highly recommend following that account. Otherwise, it's just great advice. And I could not agree more with everything that she said. And I think she just sums it up so perfectly. One day, if you really put time and intentionality and effort into it, I promise it'll go from not knowing the inside jokes in a group of friends to helping be there to create them. I believe in you. You are loved and people would be lucky to spend time with you. And so I guess that brings us to what is just about my favorite thing ever, how to grow even closer to the people in your life. So I have thought of a few different activities and ways that you can do this. 
One thing I really love and I did with two of my closest friends is we all set each other challenges. So in a group of three, we each set one challenge for the other person so that we all ended up with two challenges. And this was really special because it meant that we had to know the other person well enough to know what would put them out of their comfort zone. But it also meant that together we were doing something crazy and challenging ourselves and we all held each other accountable. It was a really special way to see each other grow and to push each other and to work through more difficult and challenging circumstances together. Something else our friendship group does at school, which is random and funny, but always gets a good laugh laugh and helps us to get to know each other better, is we do Friday's show and tell. Truthfully, it is hilarious and we all laugh whenever we do it, but it is a great way to just know one thing about the other person. So you can bring in anything, just bring something in your life that you want to show and tell others more about. Pretty simple, but actually really effective. Compliment each other often. Never be afraid to give someone a compliment or tell them what you love about them. Share your favorite thing. Something that we did at a sleepover once that I love is to go around the circle and share your favorite thing about yourself. This is really challenging, but really powerful to do in a group. It helps affirm yourself, but it also gives others the courage to love themselves and see what they value about themselves. Do something out of your comfort zone together. Go on a dance class together. Do an art course together. Go skydiving. Go for a physically challenging hike. Go to a new place. Join a new community. All these things where you're new and in it together is a really great way to grow your friendship deeper. You'll see new sides of each other and you'll definitely make new memories to talk back on for forever. Like I said, you'll go from not knowing inside jokes to helping create them or not knowing memories to being in the center of them, laughing about it all as you reminisce around a campfire. That's basically the ultimate goal. (laughs) Another piece of just overall friendship advice is to be interested in what they're interested in. I have a friend who loves soccer and is a great soccer player and she's amazing at it, but I personally know nothing about soccer. I've never really played don't want to play I can't imagine playing but because I know it's something that means a lot to her I'll always ask her about how's soccer going how was training last night and things like that and I've been to one of her games before even though I don't necessarily love watching soccer but just because I know that it's special to her and important to her and will mean a lot to her and that's a lot about what friendships and relationships are realizing what's special to the other person even if it isn't necessarily something that you would value or something that you would find special. So I highly encourage that. Find out what they value, find out what's important to them and do that. My friends have done this really beautifully for me when they came to my church. They don't necessarily believe or have had a faith journey in the past, but they knew that church and my faith and my religion is something that is really important to me. So for me, they came and tried it out and met the people that go to church that mean the world to me and just understood a whole other part of my life. And that put them out of their comfort zone. It wasn't something that they were maybe necessarily interested in or necessarily felt comfortable doing, but it meant the world to me and it really helped us to grow closer. So thank you so much to them for doing that. Something that I really encourage you to do as well. Invest in your friendships, work out what's something that you would value, but also invite your friends to come to something that means a lot to them. Let them into another aspect of your life that they maybe haven't had access to before. 
I actually also just want to add that a really great way to be there for friends and to create friends is to be there for a friend when they're going through a hard time. Maybe you weren't that close before they went through a hard time, but just making yourself available and really letting them know that they are there for you is so crucial. A few other tips is to circle back to them. If you know they're going through something tough, message them each morning, every second day being like, good morning, I'm thinking of you. Or partway through the day be like, I hope you're having a better day, XX. You can literally just type sending hugs, send them a gift with a hug in it or a love or you've got this, I believe in you. And just remember that. Remember that they're going through something. Keep on circling back to them. Be really intentional when they're going through something difficult and they'll just appreciate that so much more. And when they're feeling better, your friendship will be so much stronger. Something else that I think is really important, so simple yet doesn't really happen that often, is to remember details, remember specifics, remember what people have told you. If on a Friday you're talking to someone about what they're doing on the weekend, on a, mom, on a Monday, remember what they said that they were going to do and ask them about how it went. They'll be surprised that you remembered. They'll be surprised that you were listening and care and they'll just think that that is so wonderful and it'll really make them feel loved and seen. Such an easy tip, but such a special way to make people feel really valuable. The other thing is to just ask intentional and specific questions. Ask things like, what was the best thing that happened to you this week? What's something that you want to achieve next week? What makes you feel most you? And people might feel uncomfortable answering these questions. They might be a little bit taken aback by them, but after a while, they'll get to know that that's who you are. I work at a cafe. And when I first started working there, I would ask questions like this all the time. And they used to kind of laugh about it. But now I find it really funny because every time I go into work, these are the exact type of questions that they'll ask me back. They say, what was the best thing that happened this week? What are you most excited to do when you get home today? Um, what are you looking forward to this year? What's one of your goals for the week? Who has been really special to you this week? Questions like that help you to get to know that person a little bit deeper. They help you to have intentional and meaningful conversations that actually show you who that person is and how they think and how they work and what they value and what they find important. So I'd really encourage you to ask intentional questions, ask creative questions, and just find out a little bit more about them. None of this small talk stuff. (laughs) Most of all, I guess the best way to sum this all up is to be generous with your love. Kindness really is free. It really is quite simple. And often the simplest things, the smallest jobs are what makes the biggest difference, what makes people feel seen, and therefore what will make you have better and richer relationships and friendships. Another way to really get to know your friends deeper are personality tests. There are so many personality tests out there that really help you to understand how your friends think and process and feel. It helps you to know how to talk to them when they're stressed or when they find your personality a little bit too much. It helps you know how they feel loved and how they feel seen and what makes them feel wanted and valued. So Enneagram is a really good personality tests that I love, as well as Maya Briggs. A lot of you have probably heard of that one. So I'd highly encourage you to take one of those, to get your friends to take one of those. It's just a great way to understand a little bit more about them, a little bit more about the way they process things and they work. So that's a great way to get to know them deeper. The other thing is to find out what their love language is. So this is all of the different ways that people 
love to give and receive love. So the five different love languages are acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, and quality time. So in your mind, you can probably work out what some of your friends are and just think about the times that they've really felt appreciated by you and the things that you've done for them that really helped them to feel special. And I would encourage you, my challenge to you for this week is to find out what one of your friend's love languages are and to do that for them. And I have a list of different ideas at the end of this episode that are creative ways to show someone that you love them that help apply to different parts of these love languages. This is just a really special way to intentionally target the way that they feel loved and realize that in a relationship, it's not about what you want or what about about what you want to receive, but about what they would want to receive. So to elaborate on those a little bit more, acts of service are people who really love you to do something for them. So that might be washing their car, picking up groceries for them, doing the dishes, things like that. They just really, really appreciate. If you're at school, it might mean going to the tuck shop, buying them lunch for them, things like that. Physical touch is all just hugs and hand-holding and showing them that you are there for them physically. Words of affirmation is what I am. So I love writing cards. I love receiving cards. I love for people to tell me that they're proud of me and that they think I've done a good job or all things like that. And I love to tell people that too. Gifts is obviously buying them physical gifts, whether that's jewelry or even just some food or anything like that. Surprising them with gifts, showing them that you're thinking of them and willing to invest money in them is something that these people really love. And quality time is the last one, just spending really high quality time, time without your phone, time at a cafe to just listen to them talk, things like that. And it's really important to realize that, like in my example, gifts is the lowest on the list for me. I don't really, couldn't really care less for gifts. I am not necessarily really that great at giving gifts, but my younger sister loves gifts and this is her highest love language. So for me, I know that even though I find it really special to receive a card, if I give her a card, she won't nearly appreciate it as much as if I bought her a small gift like a candle or whatever. So it's really special to know how to target their love language and really make them feel seen and loved, even if it's not what you think you would like. And that brings me to 10 10 creative ways to say I love you to a friend. Number one, make them a bookmark. Draw a bookmark, create a bookmark in any way. Use your creativity or use photos or pictures or things in nature to just make them a bookmark. This is a great way for them to know that you're always with them because they'll probably use this bookmark in lots of ways all of the time. Number two, print out your favorite picture of them slash with them and write why it's your favorite picture on the back. Maybe it reminds you of a memory or it shows some really great part of their character, etc. Number three, buy them a candle and tell them to burn it when they need a friend. And this is a way of showing them that you care and a way of being there with them even if you can't physically be there with them. Number four, hide a note in their bag. Get a little sticky note, stick it on their desk at school or their desk at office at work. I also love doing this if I have family members or friends going on trips I love to hide a note in their suitcase that they'll find when they get to that location. Number five is just to transfer them $5 for coffee if you have their bank details or slip them a $5 note note with a note saying, this is for coffee. 
something like that. Again, that really applies to the love language of gifts. Number six, tell them one thing that they've taught you and be vulnerable about this. People with words of affirmation will love this one and it's hard for you to do, but they'll value it so much. Number seven, buy them stickers that suit their vibe. And again, wherever they put this, they'll remember you and know that they have someone around that cares for them. Number eight, ask, how can I help you with the job right now? And do it. This might be printing something out for them. If you're at the office or at school, picking up something for them. Um, Number nine, send them a video of reasons why you love them and appreciate them. And this is even more different, even more intentional and even more special than a text message. And they might save it to their camera roll and it's something they can treasure forever. And it shows them that you put a little bit more effort into it. And it also means you actually have to say it and they can see the emotion on your face. Takes a little bit more vulnerability, a little bit more intentionality than just sending a text message. And number 10 is to make a playlist for them with songs that remind you of them or songs that will help them out in a hard time or make them super happy or songs from memories, things like that. It's something that they can listen to and know that you're thinking of them again. So truthfully, friendships are one of the most important things in this world and friendships and community is what will help you grow, what will help you become the person that you're meant to be and what will help pick you up on your lowest and hardest days. I am so thankful for the friends in my life. Sometimes I don't understand how I ever got so lucky to have them. But at the same time, I know it's because we both put effort into each other and we really choose to pursue our friendship and remain close and connected, even though it's hard. So on Instagram, I will put up the list of 10 creative ways to say I love you. I'll also recommend at Hey There Sam. So that is all on at good luck underscore Charlie pod on Instagram. So I'd love if you'd follow along there. Just a really great community. I'm hoping it'll become, um, send me a message, tell me what you love about this podcast and maybe share something that you're really thankful for that a friend has done for you. So one thing, if anything, that I want you to take away from this episode is to ask your friend what love language they are. There's tons of tests online to find out. There are tons of tests to find out what Enneagram they are. E-N-N-E-A-Gram is that personality test or Myers-Briggs, all great ways to help understand your friends better. So special. Write someone a note and just go out there, be kind, give people love. We all need it. We all want it. We all crave it. Um, But also realize that you are good enough on your own and you are worthy and you are loved. So I hope you leave this feeling a little bit encouraged feeling like you have ideas of ways to love your friends and love your family and love your romantic partners, etc. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me talk about something I am so passionate about. To all of my friends, to all of the people that I consider family, thank you so much for being you and giving all of the love out and joy out into this world that you do. You are special. You've got this. I believe in you. Go love some people. Good luck, Charlie. Have a great week.